Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. So now, uh, as I said, uh, it was declared last week that this is our year to see the glory of God. And in this term, in these four months, the first term, we are going to be uh, uh, focusing on our theme, which is created for his glory. Somebody say, I'm created for his glory. Please say it again, I'm created for his glory. So during this term, we are going to focus on the fact that you and I were not created for shame. You and I were not created for embarrassment. You and I were not created so that we cannot be recognized. You and I were not created for dishonor. You and I were not created uh, uh, for shame and obscurity. But you and I were, 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 were created so that we can uh, display the glory of God. We were created to show forth the glory of God. We were created for the glory of God. Not our own glory, but for the glory of God. In other words, we were created to glorify God in our lives, in our families, and in our callings. We were created to glorify God and also to display his beauty and to display his splendor. So in other words, God, when he created us as human beings, he had that agenda that I have this glory and this beauty and this splendor. And I just want someone who is going to be able to display it to those who do not know what I carry. Because it's as if God knew that there were those who are not going to know who he is and what he is capable of. And therefore, he created us so that he can display his beauty and his splendor. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 43, verse number 7. It says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. And also in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 60, verse number 21, it says in the NIV, then all your people will be righteous and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have planted, the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. Ladies and gentlemen, we were created for his glory indeed. But... Sin came. Unfortunately, when sin came, it came and stripped us off the glory of God. You know, I believe that when Satan came to strip off Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden of the glory of God, it was not because they were couple goals. It is not because the devil saw how much they love one another, how much they loved one another. It is not because Satan saw that their garden is beautiful and well taken care of. It's well kept. He did not get jealous of that. I believe that the enemy got jealous of the glory of God. Why did the enemy get jealous of the glory of God? Because he has tasted it. 
He has tasted the glory of God. He used to live in the glory of God and the glory of God rubbed off on him. And he was a person who could uh, uh, who carry the glory of God because he lived in the glory of God. And I believe that when he was kicked out of heaven and he lost his position and he lost his glory, he was stripped of the glory of God, then he became jealous of those who carry it because he knows what it can do. What it can do. So he got jealous and he brought sin into the life of uh, Adam and Eve, and he drove a wedge between them and God, and hence they were stripped off of the glory of God. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter number 3, verse number 23, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So sin that was brought in the Garden of Eden by the devil himself, it was so that we can fall short, so that because of sin, we can fall short of the glory of God. But praise be to God, because God then did not want us to be stripped off of his glory and remain gloryless. But God wanted us to experience this glory that he created us for. And therefore, when the enemy stripped off a, a, a creation of the glory of God, then God made a plan through Jesus Christ, his son, who came and died for us at the cross of Calvary so that glory may be restored. Hallelujah. And the glory of God was then restored because the thief does not come except to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He came and he stole the glory away and he, he destroyed the relationship that was causing us to carry the glory of God. But the Bible says Jesus has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And in Luke chapter number 19, verse number 10, the Bible says, for the Son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. One of the things that we lost in the Garden of Eden through sin was to carry the glory of God. We lost the glory of God, but Jesus came so that we can be restored and that the glory may be restored. So that is what we are going to be focusing on as Builders Church in the first term of 2024. We are going to embark on a journey to know and to be informed about the fact that we were created for his glory. Amen. And then as it is the month of January, we then have a theme for the month of January, which is see the glory. Somebody say, see the glory. Shout again, see the glory. That's the theme for the month of January. It is see the glory. We seek to find out how do we develop a vision for a glorious life and a glorious destiny. So we want to develop a vision for a glorious life and a glorious destiny. And now that we know that sin deprived us of God's will for our lives to live glorious lives, and he sent the Lord Jesus Christ to restore us so that we can be able to live that life. We need to develop a vision for it. Because if we cannot see it, we will not be able to partake of it. Somebody say amen. 
So Jesus came to restore so that we can be able to have the vision that God wants us to have in him so that we can know what is it that he wants to do in and through our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. But as we see this vision, this vision is supposed to provide to us the need to see our lives living a glorious life so that we can be able to see that which God has called us to and that which God has called us for. And this vision is not supposed to just be for a glorious life or only for ourselves, but it should be for a glorious destiny that is going to be able to even accommodate others because each and every one of us here under the sound of my voice, I want us to know and be convinced of the fact that God has a glorious destiny for each and every one of us. And that glorious destiny is beyond us, is just uh, uh, above just us alone. But it is a glorious destiny that will accommodate many. It's a glorious destiny that is going to even change the lives of others, those who are around us. Somebody say amen. He does not only want us to have glorious lives, but he wants us to have glorious destinies. Destinies that are bigger than us. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter number 73, verse number 24. It says, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. So there is a possibility in the kingdom of God that God can lead us to a glorious destiny. Destiny. So when we pursue a glorious destiny that is bigger than us, we are not being too ambitious, but we are being biblical. Ah, we are being biblical. Hallelujah. And then that is the theme for the month of January. And let's get into the business of the day today. Uh, the subject uh, of our message is, what do you see? Somebody ask your neighbor, what do you see? Come on, the other neighbor, what do you see? You can do better than that. Ask them, they're not uh, responding. What do you see? Please turn with me. Okay. <laughs> they responded, ne? I can tell. Please turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number one. Ezekiel chapter number one, what do you see? Ezekiel chapter number one, we are going to read verse number one, and then we are going to jump to verse number 28b. Hallelujah. And it reads as follows. Verse number one says, now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day. So in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Hebar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. Verse number 28b says, This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard a voice of one speaking. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Bless us this morning. Transform our lives 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Anoint us both to hear and to speak your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, the glory of God speaks about radiance, which is light, and the light that he projects. So in other words, this light is not the light that we have to go and search for ourselves, but this light is the light that comes from God. It's not our own light, but it is the light that comes from God, and he projects this light over our lives. That's why the Bible says they looked to him and their faces were radiant because the glory of God speaks of radiance, which is light. He shines his light on us and then that light is, is, is the light that helps us to see clearly. It helps us to see clearly in the book of Psalm chapter number 36, verse number 9, the Bible says, for with you is the fountain of life and in your light, we see light. We see light in his light. We don't have to go and find our own light, but we see light in his light. And uh, it is easy for him because uh, there is a, a scripture even in the book of Revelation that says in that city, there is no need for the sun to shine, nor the moon at night uh, to come out because the sun, S-U-O, uh, S-O-N is a uh, the light. Hallelujah. So he is the light. There is no need for S-U-N, but because the S-O-N is the light. So whenever he shows up, there is always light. So there is no need for us to go uh, 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 and try and find his intentions. If you can just only allow the glory of God to come in because when he comes, he is light. And in his light, you see light. And then, somebody say amen. amen. And now when the glory shines, blindness leaves. Whenever the glory of God shines, which is his light, a, a blindness leaves. There is no way that a blindness can coexist with the light that comes from the glory of God. The glory of God makes things clearer. In, whenever it's as if things are not clear in our lives, the glory of God brings about that kind of illumination so that we can be able to see things clear so that we can be able to see vision for our lives, vision for our callings, vision for, uh, uh, um, for, 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 for our families in a clear manner and in a clear way. Somebody say amen. So we said blindness is going to leave when the glory of God comes. We see better and we see clearer. We see him and the life that he has for us when we allow him to show up in his glory. Now, a clear vision. In the year of seeing the glory of the Lord, a clear vision is critical. We do not want to continue in this year without a clear vision. A clear vision for our lives, a clear vision for our families, and a clear vision for our callings. In the year 2024, we need to make a decision 
to say, we are not going to be tossed to and fro, but we are going to be focused on the vision that God has given us for our lives, for our families, and for our callings. But take note, it is not supposed to be just our own vision. It must not be a vision that comes from our carnal desires or from our fleshly desires, but it must be a vision that comes from God because sometimes we can think that we are having a vision that, that is uh, uh, suitable for our lives, our families, and our callings, only to find that it is because maybe of what we saw happening in somebody's life last year. Maybe we saw something someone did a certain thing and they got certain results and uh, we end up developing a vision for our lives based on the results of others. I'm not saying there is anything wrong with learning from others, but it is important to have a vision for your life, for your family, and for your calling so that you can be able to know what is it that God wants to do in and through your life. Somebody say, Amen. So we need to eliminate all the, the fleshly desires that we might have that might cloud the vision that we want to have for our lives and our families and our callings in the year 2024. Somebody say amen. amen. And without the vision, we will not see the glory of God. We will talk about it. We will preach about it. We will write about it, we will post about it, but we will not see it. We need to have a clear vision so that there is room for the glory of God to do what it is supposed to do. Without this vision, we will lack discipline. We will be scattered. This time, this week, next week, the other way up is no gunye. The other way up is no gunye. Because we lack vision. When we lack vision, we will be scattered. And uh, I want us to draw a few principles from this scripture in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 29, verse number 18. The Bible says, where there is no vision. Somebody say no vision. No vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. So I want us to draw some principles from different translations of this scripture so that we can have a few principles that we can engage so that we can be able to develop a clear vision for our lives, our families, and our callings in the year 2024. Number one, we need to understand that God is the source of vision. God is the source of vision. He reveals it to us through his word-based and uh, Holy Spirit uh, uh, um, revealed and Holy Spirit activated voice. He reveals the vision to us. He is the source of vision. There is a translation of this scripture says, if people do not hear God's message, there is no law to control them. So what do you need to do? You need to position yourself to hear God's message. Coming to church is positioning yourself to hear God's message so that you are not scattered all over. And in the Amplified, it says, where there is no vision, 
no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. Now, God is the source of the vision. It's a very critical point that God is the source of the vision. And the way the vision is so important to God, you will realize that in the ministry of Jesus Christ, blindness. whenever he, he, he came across somebody who was blind, he would heal the blind person because he understood that there is nothing as difficult as navigating life, navigating marriage, navigating your calling, navigating your family issues without seeing eyes. Some other people think it is only good to have the optical eyes, to have the ability to see in the physical. But I want you to know that it is of great and of, of critical importance that we contend also for a seeing eye, which is the spiritual seeing eye. We need to be able to also see in the spirit. That is why it was prophetic of this fact that Jesus, each time he came across somebody who is blind, he would heal them so that they may see. It is very difficult to walk about your life blind. It is very difficult to walk about your career blind. It is very difficult to do business blind. So it is important that in the year 2024, you say to God, Lord, heal my blindness. Allow me to be able to see what you have in store for me. Heal my blindness that I may see you, the only true God. That I may see that which you have for me and for my life. Somebody say amen. Number two, Vision is given for divine guidance. Vision is given for divine guidance. Vision helps us to pursue our destiny with clear direction. As I said, all of us have got a glorious destiny that we are supposed to reach, that we are supposed to go for, that we are supposed to look forward to. It is important that we realize that the vision that comes from God will help us to be able to pursue that destiny with clear direction. Somebody say amen. Because if you know the directions, you will not delay. People who do not know the direction to where they are going, they meet delays around the corner. Why? Because they do not know where they are going. They don't have a clear direction. That is why when you have given somebody directions to, uh, uh, to come to a certain place and if they are getting lost, they are going to stop by the wayside and call you, by the side of the road and call you. Maybe they are going to be with you on the phone for three, four minutes. Those minutes are taken out of the time that, that they were supposed to reach the destination for, the destination by. Somebody say amen. amen. So if we do not have a clear direction, we are going to find difficulties on the way to our destiny. In the NLT version, it says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. So if you don't accept divine guidance, you will run wild. How many know that in this world that we live in, there are many options? What show I find? What's the uh, Tina Sine options? 
like check or savings, check or savings. And yes, I'm going. Oh, I'm funny. I'm money. Yeah, Utitina, no options. And it's true. Sine options. In this world, this world, there are many opportunities out there. There are many options out there. There are many things that we can easily get whenever we want to get them. But vision and divine guidance will help us to say no to certain things, even if they are good, as long as they are not good for our vision. In the world of options, vision narrows down the options for us. Vision eliminates anything and everything that is not going to be suitable for us. It eliminates anything and everything that is going to delay us to pursue this glorious destiny, to reach this glorious destiny. Vision will narrow all of these options and all of these opportunities and possibilities that are out there. It will narrow them down to that which is needed for us. Somebody say amen. Vision will restrict you from wasting time with things that have, got to, not, that have got nothing to do with your destiny. If you have a vision for your destiny, you are going to make sure that you pursue your destiny and you are not distracted by the possibilities and you will not run wild. Somebody say amen. So in other words, vision helps us to major in majors and minor in minors. Because when you do not have vision, you will sometimes minor in what you are supposed to major in and major in what you are supposed to minor in. There are certain things that vision is not going to allow you to do. Not that they are wrong, but they, are, they have got nothing to do with your vision and therefore they are just your, a waste of your time because they are not contributing anything. If anything, they are actually delaying you, but they are not contributing anything to you reaching your destiny. So it is very, very important that we allow vision to be the divine guide for us, that it guides us to say no to certain things, to say yes to certain things, to say wait to certain things. Why? Because I have a vision for my life, for my family, and for my calling. When you have this divine guidance, which is vision, you are going to allow others to pass you because you know that they are on their own land and you are on your own lane. You have a vision for your life. You have a vision for your family and for your calling. And therefore, you are not going to worry about those who are passing you by. You will actually clap hands for them because their vision allows them to do what they are doing. But your vision does not allow you to do what they are doing. And therefore, when you allow this divine guidance, you will eliminate quite a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. They will not be your portion in the year 2024. Somebody say amen. amen. And then number three, vision is prophetic. Vision is prophetic. Hallelujah. It is prophetic in the sense that it is clear 
even though it speaks of the future. Even though it speaks of the future, but it is clear. The TPT says, when there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. People quickly wander astray. Number four, vision is not man-centered. Uh, don't worry about the slide. There's uh, uh, something wrong on the slide. Just write what I am saying. Vision is not man-centered. It is directly connected to what God is doing in our lives, in our families, and in our callings. So it is not general, but it is specific. Vision is not man-centered. It's not about what I want to do, but it is about what God wants to do in and through my life. So the message translation says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I don't know about you, but I want to be most blessed in the year 2024. And therefore, I'm going to follow the vision that is given to me by God himself. Somebody say amen. amen. By God himself. Hallelujah. Vision is not man-centered. Hallelujah. Now the question is, what do you see? What do you see? And can you see? Can you really see? Can you say that in the year 2024, I can see that which God wants to do in and through my life. And as much as there is a lot that we have seen, in addition to that, God wants us to see again. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 1, Verse number 11, the Bible says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And it says, moreover. So in other words, in addition to whatever it is that you have seen, Jeremiah, again, what do you see? This word, moreover, when I was preparing for this message this morning, I could tell and I could understand and it was sitting so strongly in my heart to look it up, to say, what does moreover mean? Moreover means in addition to. It means despite of. But we can make a mistake to think that uh, because in the previous year or maybe even in the previous years, because we have seen good things, we can be complacent and sit down and say, God has done more than enough for me. And therefore, I'm not going to lift a finger. I'm not going to believe him to see his glory. But I want you to know, just like Jeremiah, in addition to that which God has done, in addition to that which God has shown to you, he still comes back this morning on the first service of 2024 to ask us again, what do you 
you see. So in other words, despite what you have seen, besides what you have seen, in addition to what you have seen, maybe you have seen good things in the year 2023, but I don't want you to sit down and relax and say, this is all that God has for me. I want you to say to yourself, I must see something because God is asking me, what do I see? I'm going to develop a vision for myself and I'm going to allow him to show me what is it that he wants to do in and through my life and I'm going to see it and I am going to handle it. Somebody say amen. I know that you have seen quite a lot of things. Some of us have seen good things in the year 2023. Some of us have seen bad things. But I want you to know that even if you have seen bad things, despite those things, there is still something that God has in store for you. And what you need to do is to open your eyes and see that which God has in store for you. Maybe you have seen shame in the year 2023. Maybe you have seen disappointment in the year 2023. But at this moment, I want you to know that you can be able to see the glory of God. Even in the year 2024, you can be able to see. Don't let what you have gone through in the previous year. Don't let what has happened to you in the previous year to deprive you of the great thing that God wants to do in and through your life. Please see it so that you can be able to partake of it because if you only see it, I mean if you don't see it, you will not be able to partake of it. Somebody say amen because the glory days are ahead. Somebody say the glory days are ahead. So even if you have seen glorious days in the past year, I want you to know that there are more glorious days ahead of you because the glory days are ahead. But the question is, what do you see? Can you see it? Because it's only when you can see it that you can be able to partake of it. So after God spoke to Jeremiah, he asked him, what do you see? So he said, moreover, what do you see? Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number one, verse number, seven, verse number 10. We read verse number one, but I want us to read verse number 10 to verse number 12 and see what happened here. It says, see, I have this day set, set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Verse number 11 says, Moreover, it's what we read, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? So in other words, Jeremiah had seen glorious days. Jeremiah had seen great and mighty things. Jeremiah has seen God allowing him to pull down. Uh, he, has, he had seen God allowing him to take over the kingdoms. He had seen God setting him over nations. He had seen God breaking through for him, causing him to experience great breakthroughs. However, then God says, moreover, what do you see? Yes, I know you have seen glorious days. Yes, I know, Jeremiah, you have seen such great things things you have even presided over nations however I don't want you to be complacent based on what you have seen previously but I am coming back as God and I am asking Jeremiah what 
do you see? Listen to what it says. It says, then Jeremiah replied and says, and said, uh, I see a branch of an almond tree. And verse number, number 12 says, then the Lord said to me, this is Jeremiah speaking, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Builders Church, let me prophesy this morning to you to say God is getting ready to perform his word. He wants us to see his glory. He wants us to experience his glory. But the key is, what do you see? Jeremiah saw correctly. He was supposed to see a branch of an almond tree and he saw exactly that. May you see exactly that which God wants you to see in the year 2024. May you have the vision that God wants you to have in the year 2024 so that he can say to you, you have seen well and I am getting ready to perform my word for the word of the Lord. When it comes, it does not return to him void, but it accomplishes that which he has sent it forth for. And this year, God has given us a word and he wants us to open our eyes so that we can have the vision to see that which he wants to do. The question is, Jeremiah, what do you see? As the Lord is speaking to you about your life, your family, and about your calling, what do you see? Can you see what he is saying? Because when he speaks to you, you must see what he is saying. In Habakkuk chapter number 2, verse number 1, the Bible says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. So we can see what he is saying. So let us open our hearts so that we can see what he is saying to us. May he open our eyes so that we can see what he is saying to us. He said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what do you see? And as I close in the book of Ezekiel, where we read, the Bible says, Ezekiel was amongst the other captives. So why shell naba nyabatunjiwe? Otwa why shell and daweni efana nabo? Why ses mweni esfana nesabo? The Bible says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat and we wept. But when it comes to Ezekiel, he says, I looked. And I saw the visions of God. Maybe tomorrow you are going back to work. You are going back to your business. You are going back to your life. Even after the service, you are going back to that marriage. I want you to correct your vision. No matter what could be around you, if your vision is correct, it is going to cause you to see what others do not see. This man was sitting in the same place and also the same situation. But other captives, the Bible says, That's a Sashala sakal. The Bible says, By the rivers of Babylon, we sat there and we wept because we remembered. Uh, uh, because they were in captivity. But the same man who 
was with them in captivity as well. Not that he was free. He was also in captivity. And he was sitting by the river Chabah as well. However, he looked correctly and he saw correctly. And when he looked upon God, then the, he looked upon the heavens. The Bible says the heavens were opened and he saw the visions of God. Even the glory of God. So in other words, even in a, in, a, in a situation that is hopeless, if you can see, if you can experience the miracle of open eyes, then you can see the glory. The glory in a place that everyone else sees captive. But you can see the glory. But the question is, what do you see? What do you see? Are you going back to work to see the toxicity of your company? Are you going back to your business to see the failures of 2023? Are you going back to your marriage to see the problems that are there? Or are you going to allow God to open your eyes to see the visions of God concerning your life, your family, and your calling? And then you focus on those that which God has, has, uh, has revealed to you instead of focusing on what is happening around you. Shall we stand? We are going to pray. What do you see? What do you see? He says, I see a branch of an almond tree. And God says, you have seen well. Somebody is going to see well this morning. Somebody is going to see well in the year 2024. May you see well. Regardless of what is around you, may you see well. May you allow God to shine his light on you. Allow him to open your eyes so that you can see a vision for your life, a vision for your family, and a vision for your calling. Why don't you take a moment to pray and say, Lord, I want to see your glory. I want to see the visions for my life, for my family, and for my calling. Take a moment in your own words and ask him, Lord, Open my eyes. Lord, help me to see that which you want to do in the year 2024. Show me visions for my life, for my family, and for my calling. Come on, pray. Ask him. It's the first Sunday of 2024. You can start well by a vision from God. By a vision from God. Lord, show us that which you want to do in our lives. Show us the glorious life you want us to lead. Show us the glorious destinies that you have for us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, we trust you. When some trust in chariots and horses, we remember your name, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we trust you, Lord. We depend on you, Jesus. Oh, Jehovah. Oh, open our eyes. Shine your light on us, Lord. Open the heavens that we may see visions. Oh, this year we do not want to be scattered all over. 
This year we do not want to run wild. But this year, my God, in the name of Jesus, we want to have a vision for our lives, for our families and for our callings. Anything and everything that you have given us, wherever you have called us to, Lord, we want to have a vision that comes from you. A clear vision, Lord. We are praying this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jehovah, the question you have asked us of what do we see? Lord, we want to see your glory. Open our eyes that we may see, have a vision so that the glory may be able to affect our lives, to affect our families, to affect our callings. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Are you praying? One more minute. It's the beginning of the year. Ask him for a vision. Some of us are going to dream dreams. Some of us are going to get a scripture that is going to cause us to see that which God wants to do in and through our lives. Come on, ask him. Come on, ask him. Open my eyes that I may see the visions from you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I don't want to do life, but I want to partner with you. I don't want to do life alone, but I want to partner with you. Show me what vision do you have for my life? What vision do you have for my family and my calling? Oh, open my eyes. Let blindness go. Let blindness leave, blindness leave in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, King of Kings. We adore you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That when we go back to the places that we were in, even last year, we know that they have not changed, but our vision has changed. And therefore, we will see you doing great and mighty things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Ezekiel was sitting by Babylon, by the river Chepa, but he did not weep. He allowed himself to see the visions. I see you allowing God to see better than what is surrounding you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, come on, clap your hands and bless the Lord. Hallelujah, you can do better than that. It's going to be a great year for you. It's going to be a glorious year for you. By reason of the glory of God, you will see visions. You will know where you are going. You will know what is it that God has in store for you. In the year 2024, you will see better. You will see clearer. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, whatever it is that has been making you weep, weep no more. Weep no more. The heavens are opened and you will see the glory. You will see the visions of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.